are very, very welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. I'm Joe. I'm a registered dietitian, and we are here to smash some binge eating. I hope you're having a good day so far. Thank you for listening in to this brand new episode. And today I am answering a question from a dear listener. This question really got my interest because it's about feeding little ones, about feeding children. We're all here to heal our relationship with food. But what if it's not just ourselves that we have to think about? What if we also have responsibility to provide for our children? What if we also have the responsibility of helping them to develop a healthy relationship with food? If we are so entrenched and ingrained in our own disordered eating behaviors, how can we make sure not to pass that on to our children? And before I even read out the query, I just wanted to say, if you are trying to fix your own relationship with food and you have little people that you are looking after as well and you're trying to help them develop a really healthy relationship with food, just want to say, this is not easy. There is no guidebook for how to do this. My daughter is coming up to a year and a half old and it's something that I have to check in with a lot. And I am somebody who has a really good relationship with food now and I help others to reach the same. So I just wanted to sit with you for a second and say, you are doing your best. I have done this job for a long time and I have never met a parent who did not think they were doing their best. The very fact that you're listening to this podcast and that you are either thinking about or maybe you're on your journey to stepping out of diet culture, to forgetting the diets, the plans, all of that really toxic diet mentality that we were brought up with. If you are even thinking of stepping out of that yourself, you're saying to yourself and to your family that it stops with me, that I'm not going to pass this on to you now. And you need to be commended for that. So well done for even being here, for listening and for doing the work on yourself to heal your own relationship with food. That is really the very best thing you can do for your children. You are leading by example. So here we go. Here is the query. Hi, Joe. I wonder if I can ask for some guidance. I've been letting my children have sweets daily for about a year now. My husband has struggled with this at times, but has been supportive of my reasons. He has worked hard with other things as well, such as not expecting our boys to complete all their food at mealtimes, and he's happy with this, but he has now said that he is not happy for them to have sweets every day anymore due to potential dental problems and other health-related concerns. Are these things I should be concerned about? I feel I should try and meet him in the middle. He has suggested perhaps sweets every other day. I feel lost. I worry if there is restrictions in place, they will end up with problems similar to me. While I was at work the other day, he said no to any sweets as as they had some the previous day and my eldest son, who is seven, got really upset. I imagine it left my son very confused as he's been having them daily. Any guidance would be appreciated. Thank you. To the lovely person who wrote in with this question, I see you. I hear your pain. And the reason why I wanted to cover it on the podcast is because I know that you're not alone here. I know that this is a, a daily struggle for many of us who are, again, trying to do our best for our children, trying to put the foot down and say no dieting, diet culture, restrictive eating ends with me. 
So yes, I do have some thoughts and advice on this problem and I'm going to break it down into four tips for you. First up, I think it could be helpful to hear it from a professional that there is no right or wrong way to approach this. I am not holding some nugget of wisdom that I'm going to unleash on you now to instantly solve this problem. There is no right or wrong way to attack this. And I hope that helps to relax you, to put your mind at ease, that this is one of life's difficult situations to navigate. And it's not that, that there is something really obvious that you're missing here. There isn't. And I want to just reiterate that again. There's no right or wrong way to approach this. So when you said in your message that you've been trying to compromise with your husband, I think that was a really great approach because no matter what you do, no matter how you decide to move forward with this, no matter how you decide to solve this problem that you're having, it is the most important thing that your husband and you can agree with it because you are parenting your children together. So there is not one magic answer to this. There's no right or wrong way, but compromise with your husband so that you're both on board, I think is absolutely critical here. Secondly, I don't think we can blame your husband for being worried about allowing your children to have access to sweets every day because this is what the common rhetoric is. This is what is spoken about in society. Have to limit your child's sugar intake because too much sugar leads to tooth decay and hyperactivity and it can lead to excess weight gain and to have sweets every day is a bad thing. Even in schools, there's the healthy eating policies where sweets are not allowed every day. If your child is lucky, sweets will be allowed on one day. And I even came across in the month of January, a school that was promoting a clean eating January where treat food was not allowed for the whole month at all. In my view, as an eating disorder specialist dietitian, this is incredibly problematic. It's setting up that good and bad black and white thinking in your children already, you know, before they've even reached adolescence. So my point here is that we can't blame your husband for thinking this way because this is what the common rhetoric is. And sadly, schemes like this promotes fear-mongering and now we're at the point where sugar has been demonized. It's demonized as like it's a drug and to give your child sugar is like like giving them a drug. So again, we cannot blame your husband for being concerned about it. Actually, sugar can lead to tooth decay in children. So if your child was only eating sugar throughout the day, if they were snacking on sugary foods all the time, would that be good for their dental health? Probably not, to be honest. So again, your husband does have good reason to be concerned here. But here is the thing. I doubt it very much that your child is only snacking on sugar throughout the day. I doubt that every snack or every mealtime is only sugary foods. It's not. And hey, all the more reason to make sure that you get in your teeth brushing twice a day, which let's be honest, for children is really difficult. My daughter hates having her teeth brushed. And of course, keeping on top of regular dentist visits is going to really help too. Now let's bring it back to the food. It is very easy for us to say, oh, my child, all they eat is sugar. Hang on a sec. Watch your language there. That probably is not true. Your child eats other foods too. It's just we are very good at hyper-focusing 
on the the demon drug, right? Very good at hyper-focusing on the sugar. Your child is eating other foods too. They are not just snacking on sugary foods all day. How about when you are compromising with your husband on this, allowing sweets, but allowing them after a meal or alongside another snack. So it's not just the sugary food the sweets by themselves. So you are not restricting the food necessarily. Instead, you are offering them to your children in a way that is going to protect their teeth as much as possible. Next up, regarding the other concern about allowing, quote unquote, too much sugar into your children's diet, let's put the sugar to one side for a second. Let's put the sweets to one side for a second. And let's look at the other foods that your children eat throughout the day. Take a step back with me now and do a little audit or a little assessment of the other food groups. So carbs, proteins, fat, fruit and veg. How are your children doing at eating a range of foods from all of the different food groups? And let's celebrate what is going really well. Are they great at drinking milk? Are they great at having yogurts? Do they like a a range of fruit and veg? If so, that is brilliant. That is really great. It sounds like they are doing really well in getting a whole range of different nutrients in their diet. I want to make it very clear that nobody here, certainly not me, is saying that it's a good idea to allow your children to only eat sweets from morning until night and that the other foods don't matter. So bread doesn't matter and cereals don't matter and fruit and veg don't matter and dairy foods don't matter. That is certainly not the case. So I ask you to take a second to do that audit and assessment and to recognize that actually my children do have a pretty nutritious diet. They are getting some foods from across the different food groups over the course of the week. I don't want you to get too obsessed about doing this assessment. Just take a look at the different food groups. So carbohydrate like bread, pasta, potatoes, rice. Do they like a couple of different foods from that food group? What about fruit and veg? Could you pinpoint one or two or three vegetables that they like and a couple of fruit that they like too? Dairy foods, milk, cheese, yogurt, how are they doing with those foods? Is there anything that you've noticed that they don't like that much? And then everything else. Don't get too obsessed with it. I just want you to recognize that they are not only eating sugar from morning until night. And actually, when you take that step back, There are a whole range of foods that your children do like to eat. And maybe if you're a visual person, put it on paper so you can see clearly, hey, look, my children are eating a whole range of foods over the course of the week and share it with your husband too. I think when you take the focus off the sugar for a minute and you look at all the other foods that have a really high nutritional quality that they're having, and yes, milk and cheese and yogurt and bread and pasta and rice all have high nutritional quality, I think that that helps to reassure you that actually it's not so bad. They are not only eating sugar from morning until night, and maybe it's okay to allow some sweets on top of what they are already having. If when you've done this assessment, you realize that there's a gap somewhere, that actually your children don't really eat that much fruit, they don't like fruit that much, and maybe they haven't been exposed to it all that much either. If you've noticed that gap, let's use 
sweets and their like for sweets as an opportunity to introduce that food, to fill that gap. So for example, if your children don't like eating fruit, maybe you could start to offer some fruit alongside the sugary food, alongside the sweets, alongside the chocolate, whatever they're having. Use the sweets or the sugary food as a little carrier, as a way to introduce new foods. That means that you're using it to your advantage. You're using the sweets as a way to introduce, to incorporate new foods, which is going to benefit their diet overall. Let's recap on what I've covered so far. So I think compromising with your husband is really important here. You both have to be on board with how you manage this. And remember, there's no right or wrong way to manage this. So if you were expecting me to say, yes, it is good to offer your children sweets every day or no, it's not good. I just can't give you that answer. It all depends on what you both feel comfortable with. Secondly, to ease your husband's concern about dental health is to offer the sugary food with another meal or snack. So it's not that they are snacking continuously throughout the day. Thirdly, is to celebrate what is going well with their diet. Look at the variety, look at the range of foods that they like. Take that step back with your husband and recognize that, hey, they're not just eating sugar all day, every day. Maybe that will help to relax you both that we're hyper-focusing on sugar here when in fact there is lots of other foods that our children eat and we need to celebrate that. And lastly, if there is a gap in their nutritional intake, you can use sweets to your advantage here and get your husband on board to using sweets as a carrier to bring in new foods, to expose them to different foods. So those are four very practical tips. And as I reflect on them now, I'm guessing that you yourself, as somebody with a disordered relationship with food that you're working on because you're here listening to this podcast and thank you for being here, I don't think you need to be convinced of any of that. I think that you can see that allowing your kids to have sweets every day isn't the worst thing in the world. It is not a devil food. Allowing your children to have access to sweets is going to help to prevent that good and bad black and white mindset that unfortunately is just so common in society today. Maybe the overarching issue here is that your husband just doesn't really understand what it's like to have a disordered relationship with food and he doesn't understand why you are trying to prevent that in your children so much. Sadly, this is something that I come up against all of the time. Me and you know what it's like to fear foods, to have our lives controlled by food, to not be able to progress in life because our lives are so dominated by food. But if you've never struggled with your relationship with eating, you don't have that insight. You don't really get it. I'll drop into the show notes some resources that you might find useful to have these conversations with your husband about what you are desperately trying to do, why you just do not want your children to have the same approach to food that you had and how detrimental that it was to you. Remember that trying to change anybody's mind can be really challenging and frustrating for you and the best thing that you can do and that you are doing is leading by example. 
I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and it has given you some insight. If you have a question for me, please don't hesitate. Send me an email, joe at antidietanswers.com and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I will see you soon. Until then, please take care of yourself. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice and it does not constitute a provider-patient relationship.